time to talk sports. 96.5 is 600 KGEZ, and the Knock on Sports is on the air. Here's your host, Anthony Knockreiner. to the right side of the floor, defended by Kispert now, drives, leans in, the runner comes up short, choosing the rebounds and puts it in, we're 93 seconds left, here's Suggs the other way, pull up, three for the win, yes, yes, Santa yes! of the championship game, he from 40 at the buzzer, yes! the Bulldogs, wow, play for a national championship. That was Tom Hudson and Adam Morrison on the Gonzaga uh, radio network as they were calling the game Saturday night. And, uh, yeah, the Zags, they get ready here in a couple hours to play Baylor for the national championship game. That felt like the game that maybe was the national championship, but we've seen that on how many of occasions. Again, big congratulations to Jalen Suggs and the Gonzaga Bulldogs. Uh, again, I picked Gonzaga to win, and so I'm hoping they will continue to do that. Hopefully they get the W tonight. Uh, it'll be interesting. We will break down the game. But I was I was at the V Saturday night with some friends, and I was catching the last minute of the game. And I'm seeing overtime, and I'm seeing how this thing's playing out. You know, Gonzaga was up five at one point, and then UCLA is able to make it close. They tie it with that basket, and then I'm watching Jalen Suggs run up the court with that shot. And just like with everybody, as soon as I saw that shot go in and bank in, my arm shot right up and I was yelling the same thing, Adam Morrison. Yes, that Adam Morrison, uh, the former Gonzaga Bulldog as well, uh, you know, celebrating along with them. Because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm rooting for Gonzaga to win the whole thing. This is one of the most talented teams the Bulldogs have ever had, and <laughs> this ride has been fun. Now, I will say... You, if you're a, if you're a Bulldogs fan, you were definitely uh, on a heart rate monitor for sure. Because how many times have we seen undefeated teams come oh so close? You think back to the 2015 Kentucky team. You think back to uh, I believe it was the 91 UNLV team as well. Uh, you've seen teams that went undefeated that season get so close. And this was an interesting stat. I didn't even know it had been this long. I thought somebody would have done this sooner. But it's not even just to win the national championship and be undefeated because nobody's done that since, I believe, the 79 Indiana team. Or no, um, and I can't think of the year. Maybe a 74. I can't 76 maybe. I can't remember off the top of my head. But it was, it was either way, it was the last team that went undefeated was an Indiana basketball team that won a national championship. And so it's been 42 years. It's been 42 years since an undefeated team made it to the national championship game. Not just won it, just made it to this point. So Gonzaga making all kinds of history uh, here this past weekend, along with what was in a very, very exciting game. Now, I... <laughs> I made the mistake of, like, I thought Houston and Baylor, yeah, this will be a pretty good game. The Zags and UCLA, as much as I like UCLA's run, the Zags will handle their business. Boy, was I wrong, because I tuned in for the Houston-Baylor game and was disappointed. And then I just thought, all right, the Zags got this in the bag. I ain't worried, and I'll, I'll catch the highlights. I'm glad I at least caught the final minute, which was the most important of the game anyway. 
But again, congratulations to Gonzaga. And I can only imagine the opportunity to call a game like that. It just reminds me, you know, the closest thing I can say is a regular season game that we did earlier this year, which was Big Sky and Flathead. That was an overtime game. Instead of, you know, seeing Flathead hit the, hit the shot at the end, uh, it was Big Sky. We needed Big Sky to miss the shot at the end. And they ended up doing that. So, like I said, uh, just an absolutely phenomenal game Saturday night. Was it the greatest ever? I don't know. Again, I, I won't say I'm a basketball savant by any imagination. Um, I like the game of basketball. I like the college game far more than I'm like. I'm one of those people because, you know, I have come across so many people that said, well, I like college football better than the NFL. I'm like, all right, whatever. I am one of those people that's like, I prefer the college basketball game over the NBA. I like college basketball more. I think college basketball is far more entertaining than the NBA game. Uh, I like the, the fact that college basketball plays two halves. I think if the NBA went to that, that'd be phenomenal. I think it'd be far more entertaining than the four quarters of what they do because I think the game's just it's just not fun to watch when it comes to the NBA. It's just my opinion. So I'm somebody that likes college basketball more uh, than the NBA. So I'm always one of those people. And <laughs> so, like I said, it's just I don't know if this is the greatest game ever. I think there's one thing that, especially in this generation, and I would say especially in the last decade, we are so concerned about what is happening in the moment now that we're trying to already write what the history books are going to say 50 years from now. Because everyone remembers. All right, hey, you know, again, I go back to football terms again. I like college basketball, but I don't always remember. Everyone, okay, let me put it this way. Everyone remembers the Leitner shot. All right? Everyone remembers that. Is the Suggs one going to be in that conversation? Well, I don't know. We had another one back in 2016 that was an absolute, and this was for the national championship game. Four to go. Villanova's got to get a quick push to get him up the floor. I would say, look at, look at the kid there. <laughs> going to go length of the court with Archie Diakono. Three seconds at midcourt. Jenkins gives it to Jenkins. Tell you what, that CBS crew knows how to call a last-minute game or a last-second shot. But that's the question, though: is is the is the Zags game from Saturday night better than that Nova North Carolina game? I think again, as I go back to, I think our generation is way too caught up trying to write which game or the moment that history is going to remember instead of just enjoying it. You know. Again, when you think of like in 1980, yeah, everybody knew that was going to be a historical moment. You knew how special that was. You knew for the rest of time that the U.S. hockey team was always going to be remembered. That story is always going to be told. I think back to the uh, NFC Championship game, the catch with Dwight Clark from Joe Montana. Do you think, I don't know if that many people thought that play was going to be remembered as much as it is today. So I think for a lot of us, we need to kind of cool the jets on trying to figure out if this is the greatest game, trying to figure out if this is the greatest moment. Listen, when you're talking about Zags basketball history, this moment just jumped to the top. But remember, this team went to the national championship game just a few years ago. I was over at, at a local restaurant with Joe Terry, who was with the Daily Interlake at the time. We were watching this game. Ryan Edwards from uh, Glacier High School was on the team. Now, this might be, when you talk about Zags basketball history, this might be one of the all-time great teams. This might be the most talented team they've ever had. No question about that. 
But the greatest game, I don't know. There's a lot of good ones. You go back to the Wisconsin-Kentucky game a couple of years ago when Wisconsin knocked them off. I just think we're in such a rush to try and quantify as the greatest moment. And it's not just sports. We do this with everything. We're always trying to make a moment bigger than it really should. Here's the deal. When we talk about history, when we talk about what's going to be memorable, we have no idea. 15, 20 years from now, that's when history maybe decides what moment's important. Are we going to decide it was the Nova game and the Chris Jenkins shot that was far more important? Was it the Zags and Jalen Suggs shot against UCLA? Well, guess what? I'll tell you this much. If Gonzaga loses tonight, that shot doesn't matter. It's, you know, it'll be brought up every time we get to the semifinal game. But other than that, it won't be a part of history because guess what? The Zags didn't win the national championship. That's the interesting part of this because the other equation to this is for Gonzaga. Did they spend all their magic on the one game? We talked to Greg Peterson on the show Friday. Even he thought Zags should handle their business. Now, granted, UCLA did shoot a very high percentage. They shot very, very well against the Zags defense, and that's what kept them in the game. Normally, Zags have a pretty good defense, and you and like I said, it's going to take your best effort to knock the Bulldogs off, and UCLA came as close as anybody. So what the question is, though, is the match, because like I said, we're down to the final game. All right, so many teams that were undefeated came so close. One game short didn't make it or didn't even make it past the round of 32. We've seen it plenty of times. So is the magic spent because they needed the magic just to get to this point? It's always something that you wonder. So now this is an interesting stat, and I saw this on Fox Sports Spet Live uh, with their crew do a phenomenal job. But it was an interesting stat. Teams that have just come off a game in overtime and came off a win, coming into the next game, they're 8-18. and 18. Now, I'm not trying to give you a heart attack, Zags fans. I'm not. I, like I said, as I started opening the show, I said, I want to see the Zags win. I want to see the Zags win for sure. But it does, and you look at those numbers, it is concerning. A lot of people are picking the Zags, though. But it's going to be very tough. You're talking about the, the all the, the, the emotions that go into that moment and you're trying to now change it because there's a lot of, again, this all comes down to shooting percentage. Who actually makes shots? Because obviously we know that's how the game of basketball works. Can you make your shot or are you going to miss your shot? But for Baylor, well, you played Houston. They're not a great shooting team. They're a great offensive rebounding team, but they're not a great shooting team. You handled your business. Your defense was very good. Tonight, two really good defenses. I know that because of uh, Saturday night, maybe some people are going, oh, I don't know about Zag's defense right now. No, no, Zag's defense has been good consistently through the season. Just have to give credit where credit's due. UCLA was riding a wave, and they were hot. Sometimes great defense just has, a, has trouble overriding that type of wave that UCLA was on. But Baylor took on a Houston team and handled them Thoroughly, no question about it. Baylor felt comfortable. Hey, all right, we can just prepare. We can get mentally focused. We can get ready to rock and roll for the Zags because we know how good they are. This game was supposed to be played in December. It wasn't. It was canceled because of COVID. Now we're going to get it here tonight. But because, I don't want to say it was easy. I'm not taking any shots at Houston. Again, it was not easy. 
but they were in a comfortable spot. They played great defense. But because of that, are they going to be, it's, it's very similar because is Gonzaga going to be ready to turn off all of the magic that happened after that game and all the attention they're getting and focus on tonight's game and focus on the, thing, the, the, the task at hand? Is Baylor going to be able to get in that mindset? Because guess what? They have been taking care of teams. They have had good leads on teams. I don't believe they've played a very tight game so far. Maybe one. So they're going to get a tight game from Gonzaga tonight. So are they going to be prepared in the moment when they need to be in that crunch time to be ready to make the shots or make the plays or do the small things they need to do to set up for success and be national champions? Like I said, the coin, it flips both ways here. When you ask the questions about what's going to happen tonight when you're talking about Gonzaga and you're talking about Baylor. The reason why I think Gonzaga wins tonight is because, again, they just have more firepower. All right? Maybe it wasn't Jalen Suggs. It was Jalen Suggs, obviously, the last game. But before that, it was Drew Timmy. All right? Uh, Kispert has been phenomenal as well. They have different guys. Now, again, Baylor doesn't have any scrubs by, you know, no imagination. They've got dudes. All right? They've got dudes on that squad. That guard rotation for Baylor is nothing to sneeze at. All right, Mitchell, very, very good defensive player of the year. There's a good reason why. But if you do crying, if you do shut down Suggs, then you got Kispert and Timmy. All right, if you shut down Suggs and Kispert, who's shutting down Drew Timmy? That's what I want to know. I think the Zags have enough offensive firepower against that defense that you cannot shut all three of those guys down for the entire game. I just, it just doesn't happen. It won't happen. Again, give a lot of credit to Baylor's defense. They have really locked in. I think the last three games they've played in the tournament, they have held opponents under 60 points. That is not easy to do. They make life difficult for offenses. I mean, watching that game against Houston, you could just see the frustration because there really wasn't a lot of room to create separation for the Houston guards, even when they did shoot. Even if they did look like they had an open look, they just couldn't sink it because so many times before, there was no space between them. So I think it's going to come down to tonight, can the Baylor defense actually be able to shut down all three of those guys? I don't think they can. I think at different points it's going to have to be, all right, Suggs has got to go on a spurt for five minutes. Then it's going to be Kispert because Baylor's going to make adjustments. Then it's got to be Timmy. I think Timmy's going to be the pivotal role here because he is the big man. We know how good Gonzaga is inside the three-point arc. Because we know Baylor likes to, they're good defensively around the three-point line. But that's going to be, I think, where Gonzaga really can test Baylor is inside. And I think if Timmy has a good night tonight, that spells good news for Gonzaga, which should be really, really fun. Uh, again, uh, like I said, Tom Hudson, we've had him on the show. Uh, unfortunately, didn't get to have him on this year. Um, you know, and, and I wish I could have him on before the end of the show because obviously this week will be my last week on the program. But just want to say uh, it's been fun to have Tom Hudson on the show, but absolutely phenomenal call. Uh, and then here is the TV call that everybody else heard. Still fantastic. Zang. Again with the ball in his hands. In the paint. Floater. Short. Got it back. Ties it with three. Gonzaga has time to do something. Sucks for the win. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. The perfect season remains on go. Are you? Oh, my God. There he is. Oh. There are onions, Jim, and then there are nature. 
Jim Nance, Bill Rafferty, Grant Hill on the call. Fantastic job by them as always. But like I said, Tom Hudson, Adam Morrison, that was a real fun one as well. We opened up the show with that. Um, like I said, Tom, one of the best in the business. Really enjoyed having him on the show uh, in the past seasons. Uh, we had him on when they were on their run to the national championship game uh, in 2017. That was a lot of fun. And like I said, I'm hoping the Zags win tonight, so I'm going with them. If I had to bet tonight, which I do have the opportunity to, uh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get to a kiosk before the game tips off, but I am going to take the Zags to win a national championship. And I think then when we talk about it, then we can, I think, talk about one of the greatest teams because I think if Gonzaga does do the unthinkable and go undefeated and win a national championship, they belong in the same conversation as all those great undefeated teams. And again, we talked about this with Greg Peterson on the show Friday because maybe I shouldn't have phrased the question there as a blue blood because I don't think the Zags are ever going to get there. Because here's the problem for Gonzaga. They are never going to get an invite to the Pac-12 because I don't think the Pac-12 is going to take them as a basketball-only school. They don't have football. I don't think Gonzaga is ever going to have any interest in going to football. Maybe if Eastern Washington scraps its football team, Maybe then Gonzaga would take a look at it. But even then, I don't think they will. I think they're good with, hey, you know what? We're a basketball school. We're good with that. We're good. We don't need anything else. We're fine. We're good with men's basketball, and they're good in women's basketball. So they're good. They're, I think they're good with basketball. So they're not going to get an invite to the Pac-12. All right? Where they're not going to get an invite to the WAC. Everyone gives them a lot of uh, flack because they're in the West, West Coast Conference. And there's just not a lot of good teams in that conference. Can you attract good basketball teams to that conference? Maybe. But, again, I don't think we're ever going to really see Gonzaga get out of that conference simply because of the situation that they're in. They're a primarily basketball school. And they're not going to go to the Big East. That's just too much travel. That doesn't make any sense. I mean, unless we actually do come up with, like, literally, you know, uh, instant transportation. I can't think of the word. Um <laughs> Star Trek, I can't, transporting, there we go. I was trying to find the right word. Uh, If we can transport teams instantly there without the jet lag, then maybe, maybe it would make sense. But you're not going to see Gonzaga go to the Big East. And I don't think they're going to leave the West just simply because they're good with where they're at. And there is no conference that would take them that's basketball only. I just don't see it happening. So if they do win a national championship, it legitimizes this program and which, I mean, again, this program has been good for so many years and they've been really, really good all the time. They can continue to make tournaments. But what I think this does is in a way almost solidify them in the way Villanova's championship finally solidified them. We've seen Villanova be good so many times and yet always fall short of expectations. We've seen Gonzaga, similar situation. But again, they're amassing great, great basketball talent And if they're able to win a national championship, I think this puts them right there with some of the great basketball schools in terms of the modern dynasties. And, you know, who knows what happens? Because, again, you, you always talk about blue bloods and, yeah, you talk about history. But, again, as we were talking about earlier, who knows what's going to happen 15 or 20 years from now? Maybe in 15 or 20 years from now, we look at some of the old teams as not blue bloods anymore because they haven't had the recent success. And maybe we look at some new blue bloods. Maybe that's Gonzaga in 15 or 20 years if they continue on the way they do and you know that they're going to pour uh, investment into those basketball programs and continue to have them to be very, very good. And like I said, this would only add uh, to 
the trophy case for Mark Few, which really only needs a national championship. And then at the same time, like I said, it really does solidify and puts Gonzaga in terms of the history of basketball right there on the map. No question about that. Uh, coming up next here on the Knock on Sports, we will be chatting about uh, something very, very exciting that I woke up to this morning. Uh, I thought this was a fantastic video, and this was really, really well done. I'll tell you more about it, and I'll even let you hear it here in just a little bit. Bottom of the hour, we will chat with Jeff Thompson from Flathead Braves Wrestling, the state championship head coach. We'll get his thoughts on winning the state title and how this team's already working towards getting ready for the upcoming season. No rest for champions. We'll get his thoughts on what they're working on during the offseason. We'll talk about all that more with Jeff Thompson as he joins us on the Whitefish Credit Union Hotline a little bit later on in the show. Speaking of the Whitefish Credit Union Hotline, all guests join us on that hotline. And the Knock On Sports is sponsored by Whitefish Credit Union, helping you plan and succeed for today and always. Some things never change like whitefish credit union commitment to you contact them at 862-3525 or visit whitefishcu.com where they belong to you we'll talk grizz football next here on the knock on sports